What's up? I'm Gwen, and each week on Dear 1995, I'll be reading totally unedited entries from my 1990s high school diary. My friend Brooke, hello, will be here too, mainly to make fun of 16-year-old me, to be brilliantly insightful, and to remind us why mixtapes were life. Episode one. Are we ready? We're so ready. I think to get in the 1990s mood, let's do some throwback, rapid-fire questions. Okay. <laughs> Let's begin. Yep. Beverly Hills 90210 or Melrose Place? 90210 all the way. Oh my God, same. Dawson's Creek or Felicity? Oh, this is so hard because I, I mean, it has to be Felicity, I think, but Dawson's Creek, I've also recently watched a few episodes. Did you? I'm truly that sad. I, that's not sad. And um, I mean, Michelle Williams, obviously, oh, I yes. appreciate her on a whole new level now. And like OG Katie Holmes. Exactly. But Felicity, I have like but Felicity, special place in my heart. Yeah, for. I think it has to be Felicity because at the time of watching, level of obsession much much higher. Yeah, and also who was the RA in Felicity? Mm, remember the hot the guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so remember I also his have name. Deep but they were lady all feelings for him. Yeah, at a deep level. Yeah, so, agreed. Yeah, in sync or Backstreet Boys. Um, Backstreet Boys. Really? Yeah, I think, but remember I grew up in Australia, so... I mean, what does that mean? What does that have to do with it? I just think they were bigger, maybe it was Oh, were a, they? Yeah. Okay, I mean, for me, it's just like JT all the way, but... I know, That's He's fine. So awesome. No, like, own your yeah, decision. Yeah, 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 own your 90s. <laughs> own your 90s. Brittany or Christina? Brittany. Okay, fine. <laughs> For me, like agreed, but Christina has the better voice. Christina is obviously yeah. just has diva in the in the annals of history of like who has yeah. But Britney, Platts, fine, iconic, iconic, iconic nineties, iconic 90s. Agreed. And then just to give you a few facts, mm-hmm. I looked up the top rated US TV shows of nineteen ninety five. Number one, ER. Number two, Seinfeld. Yeah. Number three, Friends. It was such a good decade for I television. Unbelievies. There was no Nordic Noir, which is obviously added to my life in a very meaningful way. <laughs> but still, Seinfeld, Friends. I can't believe Seinfeld actually was ahead of Friends, but this is US. So. And Seinfeld was enough. just, it and just, just probably appealed to everyone. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. And ER, I mean, yeah, I mean Clooney. I, I obviously, at his yeah. best. Clooney and it was forever. an all-star cast at that time I think like there were so many um, mm-hmm. famous people it, the good wife yeah that, that was uh, his wife Julia Julia Margulies Mar- yeah love her they were together they had twins, I know you remember and she like doesn't I love those two together like her hair I know. I, and Clooney's I, it was the hair. <laughs> Everyone's I hair on that hair. show. Okay. I feel like we're sufficiently in warmed up 90s, 90s mode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to begin reading from my diary from the beginning. Um, I think it's important to note that I did write this for an audience. So like any good writer, <laughs> there's an that. introduction. It's <laughs> great. So, okay. Intro. I've always wanted to keep a diary because I like writing how I feel and stuff. Every night I want to write down something that's bothering me, but I hardly ever do because I get so caught up in wanting to write it well, you know, make it sound all literary and everything. So I finally decided just to write whatever comes to me. That will sound more natural anyway. So here's a little history on me. My full name is Gwen Ida Bueno de Mesquita. Bueno de Mesquita is my whole last name. A lot of people have a problem comprehending that. 
My birthday is August 10th, 1978. I am 16 and a half years old. Since I was three years old, I've done club gymnastics. A couple years ago, I stopped that and now only compete for my high school. It's a lot less pressure and a lot more fun. I also do ballet four days a week. I haven't been doing it for that long, but I'm at a pretty high level. I'm on toe. Um, I'd just like to say that snaps to little Gwen. Thank you. For giving zero fucks about perfection at <laughs> such a young age. Yeah. I mean, you're 16, you're a gymnast and doing ballet, so yeah. you're probably, you know, fairly type A as I mean, a person. into the extracurriculars. And you've just gone, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to write it down. I don't think that's something that all teenagers or, or people are able to do. So I love little Gwen for that. Thank you. I think we can all learn something from her. And I acknowledge in the beginning that it was difficult for me, but I just decided to go yeah, for Yeah, you were it. just, because you realized that by waiting for perfection, nothing ever happened. And you know what? I don't think I would do it today. I like, yeah, I'm too, interesting, too isn't scared it? of rejection and not doing it well enough. But it's just like doing anything with a blank page takes a certain amount of confidence yeah. and a certain sort of courageousness. And yeah, you did it. Yeah. Did your last name, was it exotic to people or? I think so. And people had difficulty pronouncing it, which it's... when you actually look at it, it's not that hard to, to figure Say out. Say it again. Bueno de Mesquita. I mean, that's really awesome. Yeah, I like it. That's why I've kept quite it now. Bad. Me too. I kept mine Lepore yeah, Trench. I know. Yours is amazing as I'm well. I'm not going to go with Reed. No. That is so lame. Please, Edgel yeah. Bush. Whatever. Okay. Shall I continue? Yeah. Okay. I was born in Rochester, New York, and moved to my current location, Stanford, California, when I was eight. My best friends are Lisa, Sarah, Frankie, Becky, Carrie. Lisa and I have been friends the longest. I met her at gymnastics. I really like her, but we fight a lot. She is very stubborn. Sarah is an off-and-on friend. We used to fight a lot, but now we're better. We've kind of drifted apart, but I think th things seem to be reshaping for our friendship. Frankie is my newest friend. She is very different from my other friends. She is incredibly outgoing, not that smart, and always has a boyfriend. I like her a lot, and I want her to like me because she's so cool, but she's not very reliable and never listens to what I say. I'm not going to let her get too close to me. So do you think she really was not that smart? No, that's or was so she... mean. It's I think, funny, though, the way we judge I know, even girls around us at that age. I think I was very um, influenced by my parents. And to me, yeah. somebody that was smart was defined by somebody that was in the higher level of classes at school. Yeah. Somebody whose parents, like my parent, my dad was a, a professor at Stanford. Yeah. And we had a lot of friends that were academics. Um, and I was, and you know, their kids And those were values my had been sort of, you yeah. know, they were in the home that you were living so in. So I think she was smart, but she was, you know, she had different priorities and values and definitely wasn't in the higher level classes. That doesn't mean she wasn't and smart. And she had, she had boyfriends, like maybe her EQ was a little higher. She yes. was more confident. Yes. She sort of saw the social landscape a little more confidently. She was definitely more mature. But in school, you in kind of way. just, you're only taught to sort of analyze someone's worth in that certain way. Mm. And then I think that starts to shift a little bit and you start to see and like- especially back then, I think now with social media, people are very quick not to put people in groups and cliques. But yeah. in the nineties, or at least when I was in high school, it was, you know, the smart kids, the popular kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the pretty kids, everybody was categorized. Yeah. I think I they do it I bet it still today. happens. Yeah. I think it's just like an easy way to understand where you belong in the, in the pack right. kind of, um, and the fighting, like, what do you think you fought about? Oh my God. So 
we talked about this earlier yeah and i really have no idea what we fought about but i do remember the actual fights and it was like so dramatic but yes. i could not tell you for my life what we fought about but it was like really stupid stuff i'm sure and then we were talking about maybe it's that we don't fight with our friends now because we don't expect everything of our friends anymore you've yeah. got You've got a friend who's great for, you know, talking about work stuff with. You've got your husband who can kind of scratch the itch on, like, confidence level and sort of do I look good in this outfit? And then you've got <laughs> maybe a sister that you'd call up and yeah, you know, talk for that about, sort of, like, mom stuff. Yeah, yeah. Her. So I think yeah. But when you're 16, all of your friends have to be your everything. everything. Yeah. So and there's a lot of pressure riding on that. I think now I just wouldn't put up with that bullshit. Like if I had right. a friend that was drama all the time and starting arguments with me, I'd be like, why am I friends with them? Like you're out. Yeah, you're just gone. <laughs> Shola or just maybe, did like, yeah, cut yeah. off. Bye. Shola's our producer. Yeah. Um, um, and I also think you, you just... Um, you couldn't do you that You pick then. your battles a bit more. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't, you're not sort of filtered or exactly. there's no diplomacy. Right. If a friend is something that irritated me now, it would take a lot for me to actually like confront them about it unless it was really It would really have to be major. really bad. Right. You'd have to I'd have been on holidays with them for three weeks <laughs> yeah. and their child would have had to have like eaten something that belonged to, you know, you'd be, it'd be so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Becky and Carrie, I like the best. I never fight with them. They don't go to my school, but we get together and talk on the phone all the time. We all met in gymnastics. Carrie is two years younger than me, and Becky is one year younger than me. So right there, I'm saying I like them the best, we get along the best, and they didn't go to my school. But you hardly spend any time with them. So there That's isn't as like much time to together. Yeah, and yeah. they're removed from all the drama that I deal yeah. with at school. So it's, it was probably a lot easier with them. And the intensity isn't there, so you just... It's yeah. sort of the way probably more more of a natural friendship right you you know i have a sister erin 23 and one brother ethan 20 we all get along really well they're at college or graduate school so i live alone with my parents i hate it my parents bug me and pressure me way too much over everything especially school i can't wait to go to college so now when i mention this stuff you'll know what i'm talking about love gwen bueno do you think you hated it hated it high school and that period being at home with your parents yeah I definitely even now like I'm somebody that loves being surrounded by people so being left without my siblings at my house just with my parents was yeah really lonely yeah and they only had me to focus on and they rode you yeah big time yes yep so that was a nightmare um so I kind of have a little p.s here something you should know I love to sign my name everywhere in any time any chance I get and then I do little bullet points. I get pretty good grades, A's and B's. I hate science. I stress over school a lot, parents' fault. I've never had a real boyfriend and have never even kissed anyone. Oh my gosh, do you remember? We were talking about this a little bit before. Yeah. Before you'd kiss someone, like what, and your references were movies and TV. Yeah. Like how does it actually work with two mouths locking together? <laughs> like what is, is that Is there concept? like a... You know, and in some movies, they'd be going sort of like, like one would be eating the other one's top lip. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that must be it. Yeah. You sort of come at each other in like an eat. And then other ones, they turn their heads and their mouth would sort of lock in open. And like, what's the tongue and doing I remember Exactly. I remember just trying to figure out. And 90s movies, when you look back, A, yeah. no one had any dental work done. It oh, is yeah. like, if you watch, like I watched, when was Groundhog Day? Oh, that's probably 90s. Yeah, the, all the teeth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can Bill so Murray and Andy McDowell kiss. I love that kiss. movie. Yeah, it's so, so good. It's yeah. still so good. Yeah. 
Um, and there was a lot of tongue. Yeah. Like I feel like now when you watch TV kisses, there's just, it's more of a realistic tongue level. Yeah. So it's I no wonder that, that my first kiss at the back of the basketball the court. I, this guy, Ben, real name, his tongue went in and out of my mouth yes. like a... Well, like because a, no one knows what they're doing. It was invasive. That was your first kiss? Yeah. How I, old were you? Probably 16. Oh, okay. Like um, a very quick because my dad had just pulled up into the driveway. <laughs> yeah. the own, I mean, yeah. Aww. But it was... Ooh. It really consumed me. That I and how long guessed. can we do we know how to divulge well, we just we'll just pace it happens right? in this diary I will say that much so it does happen for for little Gwen. I hope it was a good one um, yeah, we'll see fine. yeah like I was glad I think for me it was more about ticking the box to be able to say yeah I, I think you just need it. to get that first yeah you know join like the mouth normal. over yeah things were happening for me it was, was just like a kiss you weren't like like it stripped was, off or entered no, any other way. No. I mean, I think that's the other key with the first couple of kisses it at was least. Definitely like keep it PG. Kissing, like make yeah. out kissing. Yeah, 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 like it wasn't nice. just a kiss and then I left, but yeah. it wasn't like we stripped down or anything no, no, else no. major happened. Like no, it's not an invitation. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's keep it to the first yeah. place. <laughs> um, then I say, I think I'm pretty open and in touch with my emotions. I let my friends read my diary and most of the stuff they know anyway. Judging by the elements of my diary and the facts that I just said, that leads me to believe I must be pretty open with my friends. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> Letting them read fact. this. Yeah. I know. Maybe not later on. You know. Yeah. Now we'll see how they react. <clears throat> okay. March 4th. This is the first real entry. Mm -hmm. March 4th, 1995. The Catholics. We're naming these. These yeah. are named now. Yeah, yeah. I've just decided that. Okay. Tonight I went to Kristen's house. There are eight children in her family, three boys and five girls. The two oldest girls are in a convent in Los Altos. Whoa. Sisters in training, as I called them. Yeah. Kristen is the oldest child living at home, which is obviously a Catholic household. This evening was my first time at her house and also the first time I met her family. The parents were out for the evening at a Shakespeare reading. First, I met Ellie, who is 10. I had talked to her on the phone before once while Kristen was asking her dad a question. Ellie had just picked up the phone and started talking to me. Next, I met Kathy, who was 12. I had heard about her. Recently, she was caught with drugs at home. She's in seventh grade. Um, is that young? Yeah. That seems a little young. I mean, that's super young, especially for such a nice Catholic family. Yeah. I wonder what sort of drugs they were. Um, I feel Do you think like, it's like weed? Or? Well, I want to say weed, except in my mind, like if you're getting caught with drugs, that's like a Coke. I don't know, like more hardcore. But I think wow, that so might just, I mean, I'm probably just making that up. Maybe it was just weed. Hmm. I don't I'll know. I have to ponder that. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, the guy that sold them to her was Brian, the guy Kristen liked. Finally, I met William, seven, and Liam, eight. Also, there was Cody, who I had met before at school. He's a freshman. He and the other two boys all share a room. I can't imagine. And Kristen and Ellie share a room. Kathy has her own bedroom, which I found to be quite ironic. She's the one that got caught with the drugs. Mm -hmm. I really liked Kristen's house. It was only one story, but actually fairly large. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. <laughs> the way you're like <laughs> assessing the real I estate. Know. You're like, hmm, Square footage what are we wise? talking yeah. Of course, the amount of people was still overwhelming for the size. There was a lot of religious paintings and figurines around the house, and most of the rooms were kind of bare. This house sounds weird. I know. I mean, it is sounding 
Well, I th- like I think it was kind of like this kind of barren, pious, yeah, 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 yeah. Catholic household. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with their being Catholics. I really like Kristen and her family. I'm intrigued by their devotion to Catholicism, and it was fun to see how such a large family operates. Kristen was in charge. Her sister had to ask her if it was okay to use the phone. I was shocked. Kristen explained that her sister had been grounded from using the phone. I mean, given that you were sort of so alone at home, I can see how yeah. this family... I was always intrigued by massive families. Same. There was one family at school where I'd heard that the mum hosed out the kitchen at the end, and they had like maybe eight, nine kids. I don't know if that actually happened, but what? I was just like, what what's going on? Like just the kitchen? floor was so disgusting. Oh. Like, and I was like, well... Those, like, those are the kind of details that stick with you. Yeah, you know? totally. And then when you actually think about it, you're like, what does that mean? And did yeah. that actually happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? Later, Kristen and I went to Tower to get some videos and then to Safeway for some candy. When we were getting into our car to go back to our house, an old man came up to us and asked Kristen for 40 cents. He told us he was homeless and he and his friends needed 40 cents to buy a bus pass or something. Kristen gave him two quarters. He thanked her and told her she was beautiful. I was going to give him some money, but I only had nickels. <laughs> I think I was really jealous that he didn't yeah, yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. I was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why he was so specific with the amount. He obviously did actually need to get Maybe a bus pass. After he left, Kristen said he reeked of liquor. Oh, well, it was an interesting experience. We drove home and expected to find Lisa tied up in a closet somewhere, but everything was fine. We watched a movie with all the siblings and a lot of interruptions. Kristen said they were all tying, trying to impress Lisa and me. We thought the whole thing was pretty funny. At one point, we were rolling on the floor with laughter. After the movie, all the kids went to sleep, and Lisa, Kristen, and I went into her living room to talk. We joked around and then had a fairly serious conversation about religion. Catholicism is very intriguing. Kristen said that Catholics believe that at the end of the world, all the Jews will convert to Catholicism. I couldn't believe that she really believed that. At around 11.30, Lisa and I left. We drove to her house where my car was, and I drove home. I got home around 11.45. It was a fun evening. I like Kristen and her family. Hope to become even better friends. Love, Gwen. I love that you had the religion chat and it was so easy. I know. It yes, wasn't I'm Jewish if that happened. Yeah, to yeah. Clear. It's not like there was any it wasn't loaded. It was just like Yeah. That's so weird that, you know, your people think that my people will convert you. And then it was right. just done. And that's it. I think the world could take a page out of nineteen nineties <laughs> teen attitudes towards <laughs> yeah. religion. Yeah, we were pretty nonchalant just about it. Yeah. But do you think that's because they were really your parents' religions? Probably. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you're not sort of living it yet, right? It's just. But I think also, and like now living in the UK, like I don't encounter as many Jews as I did growing up. But like I was surrounded by Jews, and Mm -hmm. like a lot of our our friends were Jews. We didn't, we weren't the type of Jews that still celebrated Christmas. Like we just celebrated Hanukkah, and that was it. And so to me, like meeting a full on, like really religious Catholic was yes. kind of unusual. And actually also in Palo Alto, it's a very liberal community. Yeah. Even though we were Jewish, we weren't religious. Yeah. And most of the people we interacted with weren't overly religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So there are, you think there were Jewish families who would celebrate Christmas yeah. to kind of just... Just cause. Yeah, cause it was what everyone was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some friends from like the East Coast um, that did, like from college. 
that even though both their parents were Jewish, would celebrate Christmas. Whereas I loved it when we got to New York and I was like, wait, we could just get takeaway on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what we did And every everyone Christmas. was doing it. Yeah, we exactly. Chinese, Chinese takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the best. The best. Yeah, it's actually quite liberating. And then you go see a movie. Yes. It was like Lord that's of the Rings for five our... years in a row. Exactly. Yeah. And then you come home and have Ben and Jerry's and exactly. then you're done. I mean, yeah. what could be a better yeah. Christmas? Exactly. Okay, March 5th, 1995. Nice yet awkward. Tonight, Frankie came over. We just hung out, did homework, watched TV, ordered pizza, talked on the phone, and so on. It was fun. She called Brad, but he wasn't home. I was relieved. Ever since she told him that I liked him, I haven't wanted to talk to him. It's so embarrassing once he knows I, like, lust after him. <laughs> anyway, then someone paged Frankie and called them. Then she handed me the phone. I said, Frankie, I don't want to talk to Brad. She told me it was Sarah. So I took the phone and I was like, oh, hi. How gullible can I be? Anyway, it was Brad on the phone. I talked to him for a while. It was nice yet awkward. Frankie, however, said that she was really impressed with me. She said I talked and kept the conversation going really well. Yay, I'm flattered, really. A little later, Carrie stopped by to pick up a tape. It was nice to see her again. She had just been snowboarding this weekend. Anyway, nothing really exciting happened. We just hung out and had fun. Frankie left around 9.10. Love, Gwen. So let's talk about Brad. Yeah. Was he gorgeous? Gorgeous. Like, did you, like, did you we, lust after him? I it totally was like, lusted after him. Like you watched him across the cap. These like, are we all my... Friends. Are you a mate? We were friends. Yeah. Wait, I think here we were just becoming friends. We did become better friends throughout high school. Yeah. And I always had a crush on him, but he was way out of my league. Why? Like that never would happen. Because he was just like really tall, really good looking. I don't know. Did like, he have girls throwing themselves at him? Uh, did he have? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 But he was Mormon, so he was like, yeah. He was devout. That's how I just said there were no religious people. Yeah. There were the Mormons. And a hot Mormon. <laughs> there were a lot of hot Mormons at my school. And was he not, do you think he so was he didn't fairly drink alcohol. pure? Yeah. Like, they didn't drink soda, nothing with caffeine. Was he really nice? Yeah, super nice, oh. very funny. Yeah. And now, like, I follow him on Insta, obviously, and he has this great family oh, and job. Love that, Brad. I know. So when she, um, did he change his behavior towards you when he found out that you liked no, him? No, I don't think so. To be honest, I don't even, even remember this. Like, I don't remember that she told him I liked him. I mean, obviously, it happened. I remember hanging out with him all the time. Like, later, you know, I had a pool. Um, and we'd have free periods during school. Mm -hmm. And we had the same free period, I think, senior year. And he would come over to my house and we'd go swimming together. And oh I mean, gosh. if that's ever an opportunity to that make is out, and we total... never made out. But to actually, for one of you, he was never going to close the, even the meter gap between you, but you why? and a swimsuit. Because he's, he's a Mormon. I he's know, saving he himself. And he had a penis. I know. And it was having stirrings all over the place. <sighs> never. Like floating around in the imagine pool. Imagine if you could have nothing. kissed him in the pool. That would have been so great. I, I mean, it, like the reality of it, if you're treading water especially. <laughs> no, we had rafts. It's a little tricky. You're like floating on rafts. I mean, can't you see it? Like He could have pulled you to yes. Oh, my like, gosh. Stop. So many little teenage dreams about I that can't. one. Um, but then what about your friend just pressuring you to I talk know. to him? So this is the thing this that is we what were talking we about earlier. we did to each other. Yeah. As and teenagers. you can see from this diary entry, like I don't even talk about the conversation I had with Brad. It's all about Frankie's assessment and her approval. Yeah, yeah. And I was so, you know, I was so happy that she was proud of me for I talking to him. I think that's still so important to us. Yeah. There's this thing that, you know, 
it's even like the way you dress. Like yeah. I might buy something and Jay husband might be might not get it. Yeah. I don't care. No. Don't Little like Gwen it. zero fucks given. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, let's see what, you know, a couple of girls at work think. Then we'll decide if it's been a misstep. Exactly. I know, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and you obviously owned it on the phone with him. I know, clearly. And let's also not forget the mention of the beeper because that's and the tape. classic 90s. <laughs> so he, every, did everyone have beepers? No. I just mean, the cool kids. yeah, just the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not have a beeper. I don't think I really understood how, be- I don't, I still no. don't understand how beepers worked. And they like have a service you, and they, they call, call someone and what? Yeah. Anyway. It's really yes. cool that she got beeped and then you and spoke to Brad. Brad. It was Brad. Okay. March 6th, 1995, Michelangelo. Today was a nice day until I got home. That was when my mom informed me that our entire home computer system was completely wiped out by the Michelangelo virus. First, let me explain what a computer virus is. Because <laughs> I'm an expert in IT. Actually, this is quite helpful for me even now. I'm like, what? I can't believe How I are the elections this. being rigged? What's happening? Yeah. Let me explain. What? They are made by evil computer geniuses mm-hmm. called hackers. They create these programs that get into computers and do minor to major damage. There is this one called Michelangelo, which only activates on March 6th every year today. And it won't hurt your computer unless you turn it on. Well, needless to say, my mom turned on our downstairs computer and all was lost. And then, in one incredibly stupid gesture, she decided to check if my computer had the virus. If she hadn't turned it on, everything would have been fine. But she did. Both our hard drives were completely erased. A man came over and installed all new stuff, plus a virus protection program. But that doesn't make up for the fact that all my essays, poems, letters, stories, etc., my dad's data, mom's business stuff, and family history are all gone. Ah! Becky's dad was really smart. A few days ago, he heard about the virus, so he changed the date on his computer to the 8th. So if he did have the virus, it never activated. Becky's dad's a genius. Genius. I don't know what he's doing now, but that kind <laughs> he's of thinking. playing golf. <laughs> I, he's obviously still a genius. <laughs> yeah. That's so smart. I know. But also, this would have been all over the papers, would but it? Like, or, yeah. Yeah, I rem- it was huge. It was like, do not turn your computer on. I'm, who knows what went but, on. And also, imagine how stressed your mom was. Do I you know, think she would have been freaking that. out? Probably. That's so stressful. So stressful. I mean, normally I can, but you can just imagine. And then the whole, wait, so everyone had to get new computers. Well, no, you just lost. You, you just started like, again. again, just I think. Saying. So, yeah. the, but did the computer guy come over? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, the computer guy came and. Well, like, just to say it's over for it. all that stuff. Right. I don't. Got like, rid of the virus. I, mean, I know I sound like a computer expert. <gasps> it's in still this, confusing. But I don't really know what he did. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Wait, what Let happened? Yeah. <laughs> now we just swipe. We don't exactly. Yeah. I talked to Carrie tonight for a while. It was nice. We're going to go shopping this weekend. Should be a blast. I read her parts from here that are about her. She was very flattered. I'm glad. Well, that's about it. Love, Gwen. P.S. Also, today during my prep at school, Kristen took some really cool photos of me and Lisa in our shoes for her photo class. I hope they turn out well. Can't wait to see them. In one, I was doing a handstand on a bench in the quad. P.P.S. I just talked to Becky on the phone for a while. I love her. Great conversation. Ditto. Talk to Sarah, too. Talk to Lisa, too. Talk to Frankie, too. You had a lot of time on the phone. Oh, my God. A lot of Were time. you not tying up the phone? No, I had my own line. 
had my own phone line. That's so cool. And you can still, like, when I look through these diary entries, I literally list all the people I spoke to on the phone every night. I mean, in a way, is this, like, the way you... I mean, they're your best, they're your best friends. Yeah. But at the same time, it also... It's confidence building. It's like if you talk to them all, then when you go to school the next you day, say, oh, they're your friends blah, 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 still and you've got something going on yeah. and you know everything's going to be okay. Exactly. I think we talked about this before. To me, this was like the precursor to kind of social media. Exactly. And the photos and the bench. Like how exactly. um, that, that was happening. And then you put it on the bulletin board. Now it's amplified though. The mm -hmm. fact that, you know, you, everyone's just taking photos constantly, not just the kids that like to take photos. Right. Everyone. And then... You're constantly liking and it's like this desire to kind of be reminded that you're loved times. Right. And showcasing it yeah. to the world. And so back then, you know, I had a bulletin board on in my room. Yeah. Like so all my I. friends where I put all my pictures up for, and I, you know, like curated it. And you look at it and you're time. like, my life is good. Yeah. My life is good. My look life is good. Look at this I'm friends with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this cute card they sent me. You're constantly reminding yourself, my life's okay. Yeah. And that is definitely the precursor to Facebook. Yep, and like yep. in the States, I don't know if they did it here, but you know, when you go to prom or homecoming, you get photos taken and oh, everyone yeah. traded photos. And so like oh, I would they? have lists of like all my friends' photos that I needed to get to like put up on my bulletin board. Like blah, blah, blah. So does everyone get photo. a bunch of copies yeah. done and then they, oh, yes, and then, you and then like that, them out. they're your friends. They, yeah. the, they were the most important people. Yes. My goodness. Yeah, it is a way of measuring your social currency and just, yeah, feeling good about yourself. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot you're not in control of still. Yeah. Isn't there? So of it's course. Like... March 7th, 1995, the accident. Today was very rushed, busy, scary, happy, etc. School was normal. After that, it got strange. Went to Sarah's house where we changed into workout clothes and then drove, drove over to the Y to lift weights and stuff like that. In the parking lot, I went into this space, and the huge car next to me was partially in my space. I rubbed against it and got a little dent. Shit! Hopefully my parents won't notice or care. At least nothing happened to the other guy's car. It was a piece of crap. After we worked out for a while, we drove over to my beauty salon, and I got a haircut. Sarah stayed for moral support. I got this rebe rebellious, drastic haircut. It looks normal, but in the back, underneath, it's all shaved. That's I really cool. like it. Yeah. It's quite directional. I think my hair was really thick. Like, I was going through puberty, mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to, like, cut half of it off so yeah. it wasn't, like, sticking out in the a undercut. bell. Yeah. It's good for thinning. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Sarah and I parted, and I drove home. Unfortunately, I made a wrong turn. Then I thought I knew where I was, but I was sorely mistaken and found myself on the highway. I got off and recklessly turned around to go into a gas station. The man there explained just to keep going straight, and I would get to Stanford. I was in a major panic, but I did what he said and got home safe, only like 10 minutes later than I should have. My mom suspected nothing. Phew. Then Neve and Caroline came over. Let me explain who they are. First semester of this year, I worked with a fifth grade class, and these three girls, Caroline, Neve, and Bianca, really liked me. I stopped working there, but the girls, especially Bianca, keep on calling me and stopping by. They also buy me tons of presents. Anyway, Caroline and Neve stopped at my house. They I, love you. Yeah, they, they really love me. you. You're, they're like they're your like, fan club. Yeah, they looked up to me. They're like the, the, like the Gwen fan club. I know. It's so nice. I don't think I appreciate no, it. No, you're a bit like, oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, leave me alone. They're like your little followers. I know. So sweet. I told them they couldn't stay long because I had a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> like talk Power on the tripping. phone. Power <laughs> tripping. Neve gave me a really nice sunflower blank book. 
Then they kept on talking. I finally got them to leave. And then as I was closing the door, Bianca called. Ah, I like them, but please, like I don't have better things to do than talk to a bunch of fifth grade gossip. <laughs> so I quickly said my mom was getting mad and got off the phone. I keep telling them they shouldn't spend their money on me, but they do anyway. Oh well, hopefully everything will fade away. Well, then I went to the gym. It was great. My friend Kylie, Kylie finally came. Also, Sharon, the coach, said that we were invited to a meet in San Diego. We're going to fly there. I hope I can go. That would be so rad. That's about it. Love, Gwen. I love the, um, like, getting in the car, the freedom, like, just going to your haircut. Yeah. And we were saying before, I remember that. That feeling. Just being able to get behind the wheel. It was just. The best. And you can't really go anywhere you don't really... But you, there's the potential to go <laughs> yeah. somewhere. I mean, one of my favorite things to do when I was a teenager was get in the car with one of my best friends and, like, you know, dial up the Christina yes. Aguilera. And just Windows like, down. Yeah, and just cruise. And we'd, like, check out the boys and the cars driving by. And you might just have whole days. Yeah, And then cruising. maybe a sleepover. And then the next day would just be that. Yeah. The car was the best. But everything is like that. Everything's just so full of potential. You know, you're you're trying to figure out there's so much you haven't done yet. Yeah. I mean, it's just this amazing it's so gr- it's so hard. But it's also yeah. so heightened. Everything's so heightened. When I read this now, some of the entries I'm like, that sounds like the best day. Like my life yeah. was amazing. But at the time, you know, it was the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I mean, like if I could it. live that day five times in yeah. a row right now. Like I went shopping, I worked out, I got a haircut. That's brilliant. Like a pamper session in there. Your mom, your mom was like, around. go to your room and spend time with yourself. I know. Fine. Oh, go have me time and some books? <laughs> yeah. No problem. Like the best. Yeah. That's a great punishment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the best and the worst of times. Exactly. Well, it's the what's, absolute... what's the expression? Um, the youth is wasted. Or on the young. On the young. Yeah which I think is so true. Although reading this is, it's making me remember. I know, it I'm is. I'm feeling like really yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, in a good way. As Because obviously I've read ahead quite a bit and it is so fun to, it's to gonna get. Back. It's going to get really fun. Oh my God. It's going to be intense. You guys, it gets so good. <laughs> it's so going to be good. intense. Thank you so much for listening to Dear 1995. Apologies as always to my parents for the bad rap. Your grandchildren love you. Don't forget to follow us at Dear 1995 on Instagram. And stay tuned for next time when things get hot in the oven for Frankie. Love, Gwen.